Hello, it's Dr. Donna, and welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today, I want to talk about spiritual bypassing, or aka toxic positivity. I have experienced this a lot on my spiritual journey, especially when I first started getting into spirituality. I was very confused because at first I had an introduction of spirituality was about self-help, self-growth, self-awareness, personal power, personal responsibility, so that you can deal with what comes your way and know what's your responsibility and what is the other person's responsibility. Um, It was supposed to be this great form of healing. And then as I got into different techniques and went to trainings, I seen a lot of what I didn't even know what it was called back then, but it was like the spiritual bypassing. And it reminds me of a saying by the famous psychologist Carl Jung, last name spelled J-U-N-G, but it's pronounced Jung. Um, he said that people will go to great lengths to avoid facing themselves. And that's what was happening. I, and I didn't understand it, but I'm a, I always inquire and I always want to know what's going on. So I talked to a lot of those people and it was hard to talk to them at seminars. I found myself isolating, doing the technique, not really wanting to work with others during trainings. And then I would go up to my room and just eat alone and be alone. I said, this is so weird. And I didn't know if it was because of my gift and being empathic, I was picking up on all the energies of the room. But as time went on, I learned that people spiritually bypass or practice toxic positivity because they have gone through some heavy stuff in their life. And they don't want to face it and they don't know how to face it and it could be very traumatic for them to face it. And so they've decided in order to get their power back, they're just going to be positive people. They're going to see the upside to everything. And the reason why is because they want to feel in control of their life. So if they can explain away bad situations and find the great side of it, the good side of what happened, even though it was terrible, they feel like they're in control. But of course, that's not healing. And you know, as I would talk to them, if I said anything that they deem negative, I would feel this kind of anger coming from them. And I realized that when we avoid parts of ourselves, especially the parts that need our attention, that says, see me, hear me, so I can heal. It gets covered up with this fake positivity and this spiritual bypassing, but under it is a lot of anger that starts to develop. And the people who appear the sweetest, nicest, kindest people will end up being angry, especially if they're triggered by anything. You know those people, they go, I just don't want to hear anything negative. You're just negative. You're just dark. They might even call you a a narcissist or crazy or dysfunctional or toxic when really they're struggling with dealing with reality because reality is a scary place for them. And so I went through this and then I had to pick and choose when I would go to a training And then I noticed this in the psychic community. You know, unfortunately, a lot of people who do spiritual healing will not heal 
their issues. They think that they can mask it by helping others and healing others. And even some people, they talk about in the field of psychology and mental health, a lot of people who are unhealed will go into psychology looking for answers without actually sitting in the therapist chair. Now there's a requirement with a lot of schools that you can't graduate unless you go through therapy because therapy is for everybody. And of course our society says therapy is for the weak, you should be able to control it with your mind, um, your thoughts, you, you know, it's amazing. We know we can't control a brain tumor, a brain cancer, or aneurysm, or a stroke, but yet we're supposed to control our thoughts and all these things are happening in our head, right? And so there's very little respect for mental health when mental health needs to be the number one thing that we focus on. Even kids in school should be taught about mental health before reading, if you ask me. I don't care if you can read. I care if you're mentally well. You know, you can always pick up reading later, but you need early stages of healing. So going back, I always do a little bit of a tangent. That's just how I am. I notice that the healing community was trying to heal other people but not themselves. And I would have falling outs with people over discussions and I was told I was negative. And I said, no, I'm just a realist. And I know if you don't heal stuff, it's gonna come to haunt you. Well then, my son passes away. And I was surprised how many people thought, well, I'm spiritual, I shouldn't grieve. Or why is it bothering me? I understand death. I said, you know what, I'm an effing human, I'm a mother, and I said, you wouldn't want to be in these shoes, and I wouldn't want to wish this on you, I said, would you want to lose someone that you love and just expect to avoid it, but I realized through those experiences how scared a lot of people are of deep feelings, feelings that they can't control, when we're vulnerable, we're feeling out of control when actually to me being vulnerable is about being in control because it's allowing yourself to feel all of your feelings because every feeling is valid whether it's happiness, sadness, anger, hurt, pain, joy, guilt, it's all valid emotions and they all are speaking to us. A lot of times people say they want signs but our feelings are the biggest signs that we will get and we get more in tune with it as we heal the parts of us that needs our attention to be healed. So when you see people who are super positive, they're just afraid. They're afraid of who they are. They're afraid of their trauma. They don't know how to deal with it. No one has helped them to deal with it. They've probably been told to suck it up, be strong, it's not that bad. And they pass that on because they don't know what else to do. And then they get triggered when people bring up negative stuff because the stuff inside of them is trying to come to the surface and say, you need to heal. So you have all these clashes going on with people. And although I work in the spiritual community, I'm not a part of that part of the spiritual community. I'm part of the more heal, do the healing work. Yes, forgive people, but you don't forgive them to let them off the hook. You forgive them so you're not a prisoner of what they've done. Um, I come from a different approach. And so I would say that when you come across a person who is struggling, you kind of just have to walk away from them because if you entertain it, you're going to get into a fight and they're going to go off on you. And I learned that too. 
And when I was going back to all those spiritual trainings trying to look for healing, I was not finding it. I was looking for healing in all the wrong places. And it was making matters worse and it made me more angry because I'm like, where's the love? Where's the authenticity? Where are the people who get it to understand? And I was angry for a long time and then I realized they're not validating themselves. How in the heck are they going to validate? How are they going to validate me? They're invalidating themselves. They don't want to hear their own pain, their own truth. And I want them to hear mine. And I realized how crazy it was. And so I realized that the true healing was going to come from within and seeking professionals. And I found a great spiritual coach who was more in line with me, who could handle tough situations and can discuss hard things and show me how to find my way through the darkness that I was feeling with all my grief. And I can go on and on and there will be more discussions about this topic because it's big and it's important. Because I see people doing it all the time. We're constantly asking people to ignore their feelings, to bypass what they're going through and telling them to look for the upside. And there is a time to look for the upside, but first you have to feel and heal the pain before you can see a genuine upside. And I'm a big preacher of healing because that's the gateway to everything. You can't slap a layer of positivity, toxic positivity, on top of pain. It had never worked and it had just come out later in the worst ways and more situations will come about to force you to deal with it. So if you're in a space where you've gone through something that you've had to bury to survive because nobody heard you or seen you or validated you and you now want to take your life back and take control and you're thinking that being positive is the only way it's not the only way. It's the final destination, but it's not the immediate destination. You have to find the professionals who can help you. And you have to find people that make you feel safe being vulnerable and telling your story. Because we all have stories that need to be told. We need to validate ourselves instead of burying everything. Burying it is just going to make it more painful later. And once you really go through acknowledging what you've gone through and finding out what works for you to heal, then you can add positive points of, I'm a survivor. And then you can find upsides. But doing it this way makes you open to hearing other people and hearing yourself first. But if you try to skip over this because you want to be in total control, which, you know, after being victimized, who doesn't want to be in control? You will end up falling apart. A lot of people who are toxically positive are spiritually bypassing. They mean no harm, but they cause a lot of harm. They cause it to themselves and to other people. And all she could do is tell them, hey, we're not in alignment with this thinking and it's best that we don't talk so that there isn't more harm done to you or to them. And hopefully one day they'll realize that there's a better way to deal with situations other than trying to see everything as positive. 
And what I would suggest to you is challenge yourself to see yourself, value, validate yourself, and hug, love those unhealed parts of yourself so that you can start healing. And that's how you find power and control. Control is in the healing, choosing to heal, and choosing to do that hard work to heal. And I believe that being able to acknowledge that you need help is power. We all need help at one time or another. And that is more than okay to need help. That is not a weakness. That is strength to admit when we need help. So if you find that there's something that you can't deal with and you need to face, start seeking out professional help because you deserve it. You deserve to feel better and live a life that you deserve. And you don't have to cover it up. You can be authentically authentic with yourself by saying I'm hurting I'm in pain and I'm going to seek help and I'm no longer going to mask it with toxic positivity thank you for listening and have a great day